Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's BudPod. One hundred. Is a hundred anything, Phil? A <laughs> hundred? Why, it's the loveliest number, of course. A <laughs> hundred. Someone on, uh, uh, someone on Twitter suggested in advance, uh, in terms of number number of weapons and gladiators, uh, man with two shields, most protected man. Yes. Yes. Or, um, if you look at it um, face on, it's a long poo and then two butt cheeks. That has just come out of. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> so 100 is Bud Pod in a number. It's true. It's true. <laughs> of course it's true. The prophecy. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we finally f- fulfilled it. I mean, I guess it would look more anatomically correct if it was 010, because then it would look like the poo was coming straight out of the ass. But... We we don't number our podcasts in binary, unfortunately. Yeah, and also like, it's it's quite good in the sense that it looks like the, the poo has been done. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the butt cheeks are the resting bump, the, next to it. Yeah, yeah, rest, resting after all the work. <laughs> <laughs> Both mother and baby are doing fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, gosh. I was was talking to someone about the podcast, and they were saying how uh, they... Who was it? Someone... Maybe it was someone online. Anyway, they were talking about how they'd gone... They were going back and listening, and it was funny to hear, like... um, the intro- the slow introduction of things like Koji and and the emails getting poopy over time, like a kind of werewolf transformation. Right, yeah, because like in my mind, it was poopy from the start, but of course it wasn't. It wasn't. It's no, like, no. It's, it's like uh, Bud was like Blackadder. It sort of took a first few episodes for everyone to realize, oh, okay, yeah, we need. To- <laughs> this is what the show actually is. There's there's also an element of Mandela effect I find because people <laughs> yeah. people will be like uh, oh that oh your your podcast about <laughs> shitting and wanking and wanking and shit and <laughs> and then like I'll I'll think about the episode they're talking about and we talked about like quantum time dilation and uh... <laughs> yeah this was meant to be a current affairs show <laughs> it was meant to be current affairs and science discussion. Yeah, this it's uh, that's what I think is the real charm of Bud Pod is that the, you get the uh, the the poopy stuff and the brain stuff, the top that's and right. the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're like yeah, we're like that. Um, ho- we're like horrible histories, basically. We we're, we're trying to we give you the facts, but also make a fart joke now and then and now and again. Yes, exactly, exactly. And um, uh, yes, you get the you, you you get the top and the bottom, and uh, a, a lovely compliment that I've received from a few people is that they don't like toilet humor or they find poo stories disgusting but the bud pod has has shown them that there is a way that this particular meal can be prepared that they enjoy it 
Yes, that's right. We've we've made the unpalatable palatable to a section of society that had always assumed this wasn't for them. Yes, and 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 it's just proof that with the right turn of phrase and the right attitude, you know. Yes, and the right um, wink and nod of the head. Yeah, and that's right. Even even the greatest king cannot help <laughs> but succumb. To our Pooey Wiles. <laughs> I think I saw Pooey Wiles play at the Camden Roundhouse. <laughs> he was doing a jam session, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, on this 100th episode, the idea is we're going to try to formulate naturally... Like the most quintessentially Bud Pod episode of Bud Pod available. So uh, the yeah. platonic, the platonic ideal of a Bud Pod episode. Got yeah, kind of a bit I of everything, so. Every, all the best bits. Bit of chat, couple yeah. of sketches, um, <laughs> correspondence. If you can sneak, if you can sneak in a bit of chat, all the better. But that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Um, in, in, in line with one of the running themes of Bud Pod, uh, mostly you, but sometimes me, seeing films that they probably should have seen a long time ago. Oh, have you just done that? Yeah, I finally watched There Will Be Blood. Isn't it good? Isn't, oh my god. Isn't Daniel Day-Lewis very good at acting? What a good actor with his face he is. It's brilliant. Although, it it was years and years and years after I saw it that I found out that um what's that actor the young guy the creepy guy he's really good oh with his big big face yeah <laughs> big moon face what's yeah. big moon face's name um uh jay something something jay nicholas jay he was in war and peace um okay i'm, I'm actually going to look this up because i'll i will chop my arm off if i can't remember he's he's, he's one of those people whose faces i i i, I have a, a paul dano Paul Dano. Paul Dano, very good actor. There you go. But it was years before I realized that the guy he plays at the beginning of the movie and the guy who comes up later on are different people. They're twin brothers. I thought it was the same guy. Yes, yes. I, I only managed to infer that they were twins because of how long Daniel Day-Lewis's character and his son look at him like, what the fuck? Right, right. Because they don't really explain away that they're twins. I was just like, oh, he's, that guy's back. I, I I looked it up and because they used the different names and stuff initially I thought wait is he was he pretending and then I went oh no 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 they've they've, they've done a twin thing it's because the guy playing the other brother they got rid of him then they just went fuck it make them twins right well the actor he was two different actors oh, originally I see I see I see because I lo- I looked it up for exactly that reason that guy has a such a big face I I I have a term for them in my head people with a certain type of big face. Or, or cheekbone structure, where I always, every time I see one, I think in my head, that's a lot of extra real estate. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it almost seems estate. unfair. They have all the real estate of a face, and then they've just got this, like, garden border around their own face of more space for face. It's like a bit of uh, real estate that um, Vladimir Putin has been keeping secret, but a drone has found. It's like, wow, it just keeps going on and on and on. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have this all to himself. Yeah, or it's like um, the face. The face has got contains some sensitive information or people, and there needs to be a sort of border. 
I well, well, I I always think with Paul Dano, his big face. Uh, I go, oh well, that's why he's such a good actor. He's got all that face to act with, all the more face <laughs> to act with. <laughs> that's what he says at auditions. <laughs> they and go, he comes oh, you've in got in the casting. Face. <laughs> yeah, they, the casting director goes, you've got a, oh my god, and he goes, all the more to act with, and they go, you've, <laughs> when can you start? And they stand up and shake his hand across the desk. <laughs> They don't even let him do the read. They're just like, yes, this is the kind of attitude from a big face boy we've been looking for. It's also funny to to go about scheduling the shoot of a big budget movie by going individually to the actor. When can you start? <laughs> can you start Monday? Yeah, they're going, oh shit, now I have to change the other. Oh, hang on. We're filming a couple of scenes on Monday. Can you drop by? <laughs> yeah, we were planning on filming them without a, a, a character in them. <laughs> but now that we've got you <laughs> uh, but yeah there will be blood very good that final scene wow oh incredible incredible I drink your milkshake I drink it up I drink it up <sighs> and, he, and, he, and he's so aggressive to the guy and then at the end he goes I'm finished <laughs> yeah and his his silly his silly voice is very funny where he's being like they're trying to cast the demons out of him in church and he's only doing it so he can get their land yeah yeah, and yeah. they said do you reject the devil and he goes i do <laughs> he sounds like adam buxton <laughs> i yeah. do yes i do that's what he says yes i do <laughs> it's so funny and when the preacher uh-huh. is like screaming at him and moving his face around he just keeps going oh here he is <laughs> really? I yeah, need to watch just, it again. He's just like making fun of him. Oh, here he is. <laughs> do you reject the devil? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, here he I'm is. finished. <laughs> it is like an Adam Buxton character. It um, is, yeah. It's such a funny... Maybe that's where he started doing the voice showing. I seem to remember Adam Buxton doing a impression of I Drink Your Milkshake at the time when Adam and Joe show was on uh, BBC Radio 6. But, oh, um, interesting. Well, that's where it kind of all started. Adam Buxton's had Johnny Greenwood off of, uh, off of Radiohead who did the music for that film. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah maybe that's honestly. a part of it too. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, on, on episode 100... Uh, uh, a thank you to to Adam Buxton, who of course isn't listening, but for for inspiring uh, poopy poopy silly boys to do podcasts everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes, he um, he is the uh, Velvet Underground of podcasting. Not 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 everyone has listened to him, but everyone who has has started their own podcast about pooping and farts. <laughs> have you have you? Uh, we 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 never get uh, we never get bud bud personal. Uh, on that issue, Phil. <laughs> About on what? Have you been farting lately, Phil? Oh, uh, no. Actually, I've been I've been altogether all right um, down there. The guns have fallen silent. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a there's been a necessary but tense armistice <laughs> below the border. For a few, uh, for a couple of weeks now, we don't know when, um, when aggression will will return to the region. But for now, <laughs> <laughs> but for now, everyone's taking it as an opportunity to to re- to collect and regroup and 
and and heal Pierre and bury their dead. Said, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey Myanmar. Have you seen the news about Myanmar? What? Why? Why can't Myanmar decide if they're run if if they're a military dictatorship or not? Yeah. It's like, just pick one. At this point, where the rest of us are bored, is Aung San Suu Kyi a bad guy or is she a victim? We need to know. Yeah, I mean, you kind of want to say to them, look, when Aung San Suu Kyi was out of the house arrest, you still managed a genocide. Yeah, so what's the point? You, you could have done... You, obviously, you can do it with her. If anything, she sort of gives us an acceptable face to the genocide. So you want to keep her around, don't you? Well, that's the thing, is that the whole... One of the big reasons they got away with it is that they kept thinking, like, well, she must be against it, right? Or maybe there's something going on. And she was just sat there in her little dress just going no i think they deserve it and everyone went oh no she was a baddie <laughs> yeah so maybe she just lost her mind she watched everything there was on burmese netflix and she lost her damn mind <laughs> <laughs> so funny to campaign burmese the, netflix the... is just the bridge over river Kwai again and again and again and again <laughs> It's a bridge over River Kwai and incredibly choreographed, choreographed da- dances about how the military are wise. <laughs> it's, uh, it was so funny to, to, for ages for Aung San Suu Kyi to be this like this brave woman, and she's like old, and she's been under house arrest for it was something crazy. It was like twenty years or some shit. Oh it was yeah, ridiculous. Her, her Desert Island discs made everyone cry. Yes, and everyone went, oh, this brave lady, and she, oh, and we're going to get her released an amnesty, write a letter to a Burmese general you've never heard of, and demand, on the basis of no power, the release of this old lady. Um, and, and, it, and it worked, and she came out and she went, kill the Muslims, and everyone went, no! <laughs> Fuck! We supported a genocidal maniac, accidentally. And it's like, yeah, she yeah. didn't get less prejudice because she was an old lady in a house. But, like, in our defense, we had no reason to expect that outcome, really. Oh, no, sure. We had no, we had no reason to. And she seems so nice, and she speaks so well, and she went to Oxford, I think. <laughs> and she's so poised and elegant, and her, her, her posture, my God. She was, um... But, but all, for all someone who's do. been under house arrest to have that kind of posture, that's the real miracle. Yeah, she's under house arrest with nothing but wooden chairs. Yeah. No so- no sofas in that house. But you know what? you got to hand it to the military hunter of Myanmar, which is not something I say <laughs> a lot, but you do, um, <laughs> in that there is no face of a particular general I can put to it. They're, they're very much not in it for the celebrity, which is m- more than can be said for, say, a um, a North Korea, which is a military autocracy with this sort of cult of the celebrity at the top but with yeah. Myanmar it's very much a, it's very much like group efforts like it's very much a, a a night of the round table situation where no one no one is the star they're humble aren't they Burmese coup generals yeah they don't want the fame they're in it for the oppression Pierre they're in it for the oppression. They're in it for the hundreds of, of, of illegal ruby mines or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I, I went on this trip, which I didn't realize at the time 
how sort of unique and special it was. My dad just one day was like, we should go to Burma. And this was before Aung San Suu Kyi was released. And, and we had this little trip around Burma. And it was it was the most peculiar. I I felt like in, in, this must be what, what like no, it's like North Korea light 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 light. You know, the, I think that's what Burma then felt like, and where everyone was sort of you couldn't everyone was sort of free to do what they liked, but a mobile phone SIM card was literally a hundred US dollars. And oh wow! So yeah, you were free to get a mobile phone, but it would it it, it, it you wouldn't be able to eat for a month. If you yeah. bought yourself a mobile phone. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, um, hello. Yeah, it's Marjorie. Yeah, um, I'm just calling, uh, um, um, citizen's advice to ask you, um, your advice because um, I'm a citizen and uh, something very strange has happened to me and I don't know what to do. And so, if you are a citizen and you need advice, so you call citizen's advice. And I'm calling because um something strange has happened and I've um I've become a gif. And I didn't want to to be a I don't know how it happened. Um my friend he uh 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 I was round at his house to look at his board games. Um I don't play them, but I collect them. And I was like I was admiring a particularly good edition of um uh, of German Scrabble from the 30s, Hitler Scrabble. And um, I was looking at it while we were both eating soup, and he filmed me, even though I tell him not to film me, because when he films me, I, if you take a photo of me, I get, I lose a part of my soul. Anyway, um, that's different, that's something else. And he filmed me, and it was a film of me looking up from my bowl of soup, uh, surprised. And I had some soup on my face, uh, because I refused to use a spoon. A spoons are for babies. If you can't control your own head, then you have to have a spoon, and someone spoons things in you. If you control your neck, you can drink like a duck, or perhaps um, a wildebeest at the edge of a water, and that's how you're supposed to eat soup. But no one, the young people don't know that. And I was eating the soup with my face, and he, he said, hey, and I looked up, and he was filming me, and I was surprised, and there was soup on my face. And it became a gif. He put it online, and it became a gif for reacting to things, um, get someone looking up from some soup and they're surprised and they have soup on their face and it's me, it's me, and now I'm in the gif. There's more of me in the gif than there is in outside of the gif. Outside of the gif, I'm just a gust of wind now, or sometimes a passing thought, or um, that thing where you think you feel your phone vibrate in your pocket, but it's not uh, doing it because you remember that your phone doesn't actually vibrate, and then you go, oh, and that's strange. That's me now. That. The rest of me is in a gif. And I need you I need your advice on how to get back out of the gif and into the world again. So I can finish my soup. Um so I don't know what to do uh, about that. And I'm getting exhausted because people keep using me. Someone a drag queen would do a tweet about Ted Cruz and people will react underneath with my, with uh, with my gif of my face with the soup, and then um, a, a German politician will do a tweet about a vaccine, and a lot of people will, qu will quote, tweet it with a gif of me in the soup, or I'm in someone, I'm currently, I'm in someone's family WhatsApp, They're reacting to the news of, 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 a, of a breakup, 
Yeah, from a one family member who doesn't have the emotional literacy to use anything other than a gift, or perhaps they're busy on the toilet. I don't know, but I need to do something, because every time I get used as a gift, I can feel my powers waning, and my soup is cold, and um, the other gifts are very boring. They're very dull. I don't like to speak to them. Um, it's Marjorie here, by the way. Um, okay, thank you. Yeah, a weird place, really weird. But and then and then and then it all changed. So I didn't realize that I've got I got this sort of quite you know unique glint glimpse behind a, a sort of modern iron curtain. Yeah, what would it be? The jade curtain. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What whatever it is, whatever paste it is that Myanmar Myanmar Myanmese girls put in their cheeks, that curtain. <laughs> they put every, all the all the girls in Myanmar they rub their cheeks with this paste, uh, and then they go out with it. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. I think I, like originally it's meant to be to look after your skin. It's like a bit of uh, skin ointment or something, but. It then became the fashion to have the ointment visible itself. And so the girls go out with these sort of... Uh, Tanaka paste. Ah, it's not what it's called. The Tanaka curtain. Yes, apparently. <laughs> the Tanaka curtain. That's a nice... It's got a ring to it, actually. Tanaka, what's it made of, Tanaka paste? It is made of... And where can I buy it? <laughs> you could be the first uh, uh, Instagram influencer with Tanaka paste. I want to see right now if Amazon is stock Tanaka paste. It's made from bark. Oh! The wood of several trees may be used to produce the cream, and they grow abundantly in central Myanmar. The maraya tree or tanaka, the titi or wood apple, wood the shwebo tanaka, and the shinmadong tanaka. Tanaka paste. Uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Oh, how strange! Yes, I see. And like, uh, there's photos, and they—it is all like it is like bright paste that you can see on people's face, like they've done a makeup test. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Oh man, you can get it on Prime. Jesus, this is—I mean, <laughs> I need the Tanaka paste. I don't, I don't like using the phrase "late stage capitalism" very much, but if it were ever a. a, a um, okay to use. I think being able to get Tanaka paste delivered to your house for £10 by the next day, <laughs> I think we've gone too far. I think that, I think life has become too convenient. Yeah, I don't think the southeast of England has such an overwhelming Burmese minority. <laughs> that Tanaka paste needs to be available within a day. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> To have that on Prime, that is mad. That's sometimes with Amazon, you want to say to them like, "Could you, could you do less?" They're like a kind of demon that, like, uh, you, you know, when you hear like a folk tale and someone's asked the genie or the demon to be like, uh, "Oh, I want uh, all the wheat I can sell," and then like the, it just like the wheat won't stop. It's just like a wheat fountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless to teach you a lesson. Yeah, Amazon is like a Greek myth. Yeah, I w- and and to be fair, Bezos is um, <laughs> is like one of those ancient Greek kings who sort of is so powerful that he can he's got his own cloud or something. There's always some weird supernatural element to their power, turning things to gold or 
Yeah, he can yeah. Control all the horses in the kingdom or something mad. And he has a he has a sort of a pampered but unhappy daughter <laughs> who, who has never left the palace. <laughs> she oh, lives father. in a gilded cage. Yeah. Oh, she always begins sentences with "Oh, father." <laughs> Why mayn't I have mine own packages? <laughs> And it turns out because he struck a bargain with a witch that he could do, he could be Amazon, he could be Bezos, but his own family could never benefit from the marvelous packages. <laughs> the one thing that she wants can never be delivered within 24 hours <laughs> freedom. I live in a cardboard cage. <laughs> Bezos. Bezos. It's so Old Testament. Bezos. 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 Bezos begat Prime. Uh. Begat the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. (laughs) And yea, Bezos did gebet Prime, and Prime did beget Maisel. That's perfect, yeah. Uh, and lo, Bezos did conquer the Nephrahim <laughs> and push them even beyond the city of Lot. Every Old Testament place is either called like Lot or Nob or Bum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah, it's great. called something with 11 syllables. There is no in between. <laughs> Everywhere is either like the great city of Nod or, or it's like. Cracklerion. Whoa, what the f... Well, it was back in the day where there were so few cities. You could just <laughs> say a sound, and odds are there wasn't a city called that. You know. Yeah. It was Eventually, like, um, we got to the stage where we had to call things Constantinople, because all the sounds were taken. But uh, the, <laughs> uh, back then, it was just like, blip? Yeah, yeah, call it blip. Yeah, nothing's called blip. Nothing's called... Nothing is called blip. I guess I... I, I yeah, I guess, I guess I'm from blep. <laughs> Yeah. Call it myth. Nothing's called myth yet. It's called myth. <laughs> yeah, it was like email addresses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually, t- cities had to be called things like Lot sixty nine, or, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, um, Accra nineteen ninety two. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, well, I mean, that that you can tell that you know uh, some of the Aztec cities were much later on because they're going for like Tenochtitlan and Tapuapacapul and stuff. It's just yeah. like there's a lot of L's and P's and C's together in there. That's right. That's right. They're trying to get a strong password. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aztecs had the strongest passwords, man. <laughs> yeah. The Mayans were very advanced in mathematics, and of course, the Aztecs were very advanced in uh, cybersecurity, personal computer <laughs> security. <laughs> Every every newborn's name had at least one capital letter and a number. <laughs> Even the Spanish were astonished by the strength of the passwords they encountered <laughs> when colonizing El- Mexico. El Dorado, of course, a city of strong passwords. Um, yeah. <laughs> completely a city of un- Bitcoin. Yes, of course, a city of Bitcoin. El Dorado to the moon. 
Have you enjoyed all the, the Reddit Wall Street fuckery? Yeah, what's... I mean, on the one hand, I'm sort of glad that stock buying in the stock market has been, um, y- you know, revealed to be built on sand yeah. and meaning nothing. Because uh, now some regulatory body sort of after the people who've who've jacked up the price of GameStop, but have they done anything illegal? It's all it's not, it's not insider trading, is it? I guess it is to gang together and say we're going to raise the price or something. But that's what stock traders do, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, if you all just agree to invest in something, I mean, at what point does that mean that you're breaking the law? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the the. They always make fun of the fact that like all the all the financial regulators in the U.S. and in the U.K. are like deliberately toothless. So it would be funny if they finally find the ability to actually enforce the law. That's a bunch of funny. neck beards. That's right. That's right. Who? Yeah. Who's your de? Who's your dereg? No. Where's your deregulation now? I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the 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 LIBOR scandal implicated like some of the most powerful is. and rich people in the world, and they ended up just. Sending a couple of people to the federal prison who are like uh, just these like twenty nine year old cokeheads who are at the lowest chat room end of it. What's LIBOR scandal? I've not heard of that. The LIBOR rigging, the LIBOR rate was this this important like financial uh, interest rate, and it got rigged. It was like openly rigged for for years. Like they would have big meetings about rigging mm. it. it. It couldn't have been more illegal in the world, but. Um, here we are. LIBOR scandal was a highly publicized scheme in which bankers at several major financial institutions colluded with each other to manipulate the London interbank offered rate. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pretend I understand that, 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 what that means. Mm-hmm. It's the average interest rate calculated through submissions of interest rates p- from banks around the world. Okay. <laughs> so right. it's basically how much money your money makes. In a bank. Just lying yes. in the bank. It's, and it's used to... Oh, there you go. LIBOR underpins $350 trillion in derivatives. Right. So the fate of those derivatives is controlled by the LIBOR rate. So if you fuck with the rate, you're, you're, you're warping $350 trillion. But it's all in derivatives, which are not very... It's money that's not very original. <laughs> it's not doing anything interesting. Did it first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's money that the Simpsons made first. It, it's hack money, deriv- have money derivatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never gets a good review in the Garden and the Guardian. <laughs> Derivative markets. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I always forget. Like every every in my head, I always just think like, oh yeah, the LIBOR scandal that was big. And then there's this quote on the wiki from. The Andrew Lowe, who's the professor of tech, uh, finance at MIT, and he says, this dwarfs by orders of magnitude any financial scam in the history of markets. And you think, oh, great, okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, he's just trying to get on the cover of a book, isn't he? That's true. I'd put him on the cover of my book. That's that's a kind of um, he just Adam wants Curtis. Qu- he wants his quote on the cover of the book about the LIBOR scandal. I see through him. Yeah, just like, n- no one really... Like whenever you hear about that, I'm just looking like, oh, they find Barclays Bank two hundred million dollars, and you think, who gives a fuck? Yeah, I don't think Barclays care. I imagine no, it was worth it. Find me three p, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so funny the idea that like we're gonna find the bank, and it's like, oh, where will they get the money at the bank? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Do you um are you excited, Phil? Because there is some more Adam Curtis coming out on the eleventh of Feb. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry about that. The phone goes off in here from time to time. That's right. Um, it's old school. It is. Um, Adam, you do quite a good Adam Curtis impression. Uh, yeah, I think so. I need to refresh myself, but if it, it's kind of like, um, he's kind of like a more scared Dave. He's like a scared David Attenborough. He's, he's 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 David Attenborough who's gone on a lot of uh, subreddits about conspiracies. That's right. That's right. He's David I, Attenborough at four a.m. after a lot of coffee and a lot of reading about <laughs> <laughs> the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. I can never tell. It always feels like he knows what he's talking about, but I also don't always understand completely what he's talking about. And I just I like just to know feel that clever by going, hmm, interesting. Wow, yeah, yeah, Russians. Hmm. Basically, everything he says is. But it wasn't about money. It was That's about good. power. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> or he says it wasn't about money, it was about power. Or he says, uh, they decided, and he does just describes this whole thing that like some really powerful people decided to do or experiment with. And then it shows you some clips of it. And then he says, but nothing happened. Mm, and you yeah. go, oh, nothing happened? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a skill to make... Make the act of nothing happening sound uh, sound very exciting. But yeah, and you go, ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Is he is he good or is he a crackpot? Because he, <laughs> he 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 he's very convincing, but then he'll. I think he, there's always a danger with, with historians of framing these very complex international global developments as intentional and planned. Yeah. The truth is usually nothing's planned or nothing ever goes to plan. He's he's very keen. Like he's the opposite of John Gray, I think, in the sa- in the sense that Adam Curtis is really keen on the idea that everything should make sense in a in a direction. Yeah, yeah. Or that, every, it, or that everything it's a good was idea someone's to idea, do idea that. and it, yeah. and like everyone's yeah. Whereas um yeah, he doesn't like the idea of this kind of formless ridiculous chaos. And uh, so he finds all these links and stuff. There's a good interview with him in the New York Times from the last week or so. I think it was the New York Times where he explains that. And the guy interviewing him talks about the fact that, oh, yeah, you know, it, it, he's, you know, this is his personal take. He's not he's not presenting himself. He describes himself as a television journalist. He doesn't even say, you know, historian or philosopher or anything like that. Right. Um, right. And he yeah, does make like big a, leaps He's like a, a news dramatist, really, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking for a, a story that can be put together to find a new. I mean, the one thing you, he definitely does is he makes you look at things in a new way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's nice to have someone do that who isn't completely mental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly, the people who do that are insane. Where you go, ah, oh, I never thought of the idea of being covered in invisible bugs or whatever. <laughs> What's his new film about? Is it about how Budpod is scripted? Yes, it's about. So he's. <laughs> But Phil Wang and Piano Valley <laughs> decided to make a podcast. No, that was uh, that was too Attenbury. And and it's like it's like sort of uh, grainy early noughties footage of us meeting in a in a big room. And you can't hear There's what we're saying, of... but we're just like I, I lean in and whisper something into your ear. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I laugh and nod and we shake hands. <laughs> and while that happens. Um, it's a really repetitive techno beat, just like boom, 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 and and a, and a lady's going, aye, aye, aye. 
<laughs> and it's something really sort of tense and sinister about it. Yeah, and we and then one of, and then we both sign something and swap it over. Yeah, we sign something and swap it over, and then that's intercut with footage, really grainy footage from the eighties of a member of the Taliban dancing. Yeah, yeah, and like the, the implication. Sort of he doesn't twirling. come out and say it, but the implication is that these two things are are, are connected, <laughs> or that or that in a way we're the same type of people. You know, you can, right, you, can yeah, yeah, yeah. you can look at it all these different ways, all these different ways. And then when you t- when you talk about uh, uploading the first episode of Bud Pod, it's just like banks of supercomputers from the sixties, all blinking lights. <laughs> and it was a podcast that could be downloaded by anyone around the world. And then, like a scientist-looking person listening to the podcast with these big he- headphones and writing something onto a clipboard. <laughs> Checking, making like, a note <laughs> taking like a, a a graph thing with a, a line going bloop, 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 and like writing down all these results <laughs> it was about poo but i have to i have to say like uh and i think adam could have said this on an interview and you have to give him credit like he made a point of whenever the footage would cut to somewhere like Afghanistan or Iraq, the music would stay so Western. It would stay techno. And yeah. he sort of said he deliberately didn't want it to cut to something in, in Iraq and suddenly the music changed to... Ah, ah, <laughs> because he just thought that was naff. And I was like, yeah, fair point. <laughs> yeah. Although well, like, I do, I do kind of like it when the music changes to... Ah, it's, it's, yeah, that part's that kind of thing is fun, but it is a bit much where they they switch from like you know footage of George W. Bush doing something, and then there's just something of Saddam, and it becomes like Saddam Hussein's equivalent of like 12th century music. Yeah, like yeah. Whereas yeah. the equivalent would be if you cut to a shot of Tony Blair, and they were just like medieval, like. <laughs> Just green medieval sleeve. flutes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw uh, a pretty girl by a well. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> Tony Blair walks around waving. <laughs> That'd be quite good. That would be quite good. It'd be really sinister. It'd be really sinister. If, then uh, yeah, then I'd believe saw... he was up to something. <laughs> Tony Blair. <laughs> uh. One of the funniest Daily Mail comments of all time that is all over Twitter. Is Tonti Blair behind this? <laughs> no idea what it was a comment underneath. Could have been any news story of the past 30 years. Yeah, poor old Tonti. <laughs> is Tonti Blair behind this? Uh, uh-huh. What do you think uh, it's I... like to be... Oh, yeah. I was just, what do you think it's like to just be Tony Blair in, like, just in the morning? Um, he probably wakes up, he brushes his teeth, and washes the blood off his hands. Oh, <laughs> I would think. Doesn't answer the phone call from the uh, the uh, the Hague. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I, I I think about that about someone like Tony Blair, but then I I always remind myself how quickly. The human being is capable of acclimatizing. Yeah, and how quickly something you you think is extraordinary once you've once you're in it once you once you've done it is normal, and we which we're, we're built for it. It's the only way sort of we can you know survive mentally is that we just go okay that's normal that's normal now. 
being called a war criminal yeah. every day by people who who think citizens arrest is a thing is normal <laughs> i guess the best thing is always just to remember that inuits exist <laughs> explain so it's like in terms of the adaptability it's like these guys live in the uh, the arctic mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. what's the weather like today oh it's minus 40 yeah if a human is what capable is- of acclimatizing to that i think tony blair can get used to being called a cunt all the time <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, uh, oh, is it cold forever? Basically, what do you eat? Raw meat and fat. What do you live in to stay warmer? Oh, ice. We live in ice because the ice is warmer. (laughs) Yeah, yes. We've had to build an ice cave because that's actually warmer in the ice cave. (laughs) That's how fucking cold it is all the time. Anniversary. Ah, anniversary. There's nothing quite like an anniversary. We here at Lucky Kentucky know better than most just how important an anniversary is. We ourselves have recently celebrated our own anniversary. A thousand years of Lucky Kentucky. A thousand years since Jimmy Kentucky, Jimmy Kentucky, put those first octopus eggs into that first magical batch of Lucky Kentucky whiskey. Now people have uh, asked us uh, difficult questions about that thousand-year anniversary. People have been a little confused by the idea of Lucky Kentucky celebrating a thousand years on account of the state of Kentucky not existing for nearly that long. Uh, Not only that, but a thousand years predates by some time the discovery of America by the Europeans, who of course brought their whiskey-making ways to our wonderful state. And to those people, all I can say is, well, Jimmy Kentucky had more secrets up his sleeve than just a perfect ratio of octopus eggs to rye and barley. (laughs) But that's a story for another time. A thousand years is how long we've been here, and a thousand years is how long we're going to stay. Lucky Kentucky. Wishing Bud Pod a very happy hundred years. See you at a thousand. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, <laughs> we, we should try, we should get onto some centenary correspondence. This is basically, this is like letters the Queen receives on her 100th birthday. That's right. Let's do it. Let's do some correspondence. Ring Correspondence. She mails emails on the e shore. The mails she mails are emails. I'm sure. <laughs> We get so many emails which are just like, uh, would you like your podcast to be on crumpleton.com? <laughs> yeah. And it's are you interested like, in a marketing opportunity for Bud Pod? <laughs> yeah, yes. Dear Phil Novelli, would you like to, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see, where were we? Where were we? I need to think of a way of doing like a marker um, to make sure. Oh, yes, we did the uh, the terrible, uh, the Maasai. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, D, da, D. Oh, yes, here we are. This one is, uh, we've had similar ones before, I think. Um and it's from, um, uh, 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 it is from, who's it from? Marcus. Marcus. Um, Marcus, what a Larkus. Yes, what a Larkus. He says, dear Pombles of Bimbledon Common. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he says, I write to you in confinement, overhearing my potentially lactose intolerant father playing a dangerous game of shit or fart. <laughs> Potentially lactose intolerant. <laughs> the most dangerous game of all. <laughs> so they're not so sure if he's uh, lactose intolerant, but he's on the toilet right now, having had some milk, uh, I imagine. Clearly, I think that is the case. He says, I'm no gambling man, but I feel the odds lean heavily in favor of shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he says, uh, I've been trying to find a suitable bread fart for the polyphonic arse chorus I'm being subjected to, but I can't seem to find one with enough vowels. Bread fart. All right, all right, all right. 
Interesting. Um, yes, yes, yes. So he says, um, I finally caught up. For catch. For catch. No, yeah, no. For catch. <laughs> <laughs> I still think one of the best ones is Nan. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It says, uh, I finally caught up with present-day Bud Pods, having been alerted to the Library of Delight by a friend a few months back. I tend to listen in the evenings, treating Bud Pod as a sort of CBB's bedtime stories, but with poo. And in the evenings, of course, we'd listen to Bud Pod. Do you know it? <laughs> Uh, so he he says this is this instead of a, a normal disaster one. This is a love story with poo. That's what he says. Oh wow! Not enough of yeah. these. Yeah, he says uh, I just returned from a remarkably toilet drama free trip to Nepal. Remarkable. Ooh. And I was excited to see the girl I had been dating for a month prior to going away. We were at that awkward midpoint between dating and being a couple, a state of coupledom where you could. Probably fart in front of the other one without serious consequence, but would be too nervous to. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a precarious point of the relationship, that. Yeah, I, I have a thing where whenever anyone says talk, says something about, oh, farting in front of your partner, I always imagine it being done so de- de- really deliberately like a little show. <laughs> sit down, sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You direct all the lights in the room to you like a kid putting on a play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. Um, she still lived with her parents and I hadn't yet moved to her city so I decided I would have to stay there for the night Uh, wait wait so are uh, we in Nepal at this point how does Nepal no no he's back he's back he's back oh oh, right so his his almost girlfriend is not in Nepal no 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 he was dating a girl for a month he fucked off to Nepal to find himself didn't shit himself (laughs) came back yeah okay okay yeah he went to Nepal to shit himself So this girl lives with her parents, and so to visit her, he has to be in the homestead. Okay, okay, okay. It is important to mention I can get very anxious in certain situations. This anxiety will usually manifest in something resembling carrot soup coming out of one or both ends of my digestive system. Whoa. That's pretty serious anxiety. Yeah. That sounds like blood. (laughs) Mm. Um, We sat down for dinner with her parents. Needless to say, the anxious circus in my stomach was in full swing Mm. from a combination of extreme sexual tension from a month apart. Of course. And trying to leave a good impression on her parents. Furthermore, the food Phil was vegan. Okay, yes. A lot to contend with there. A lot to contend with. It's the noisiest food of all. Ah, of course. That's what he's getting at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, vegan. Beantown, beantown, beantown. We finished dinner without any trouble and moved upstairs. I could not wait to hold her in my arms. (laughs) 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 But as I crossed the room towards her, the anxious stomach circus from before took it up again. I had to quickly retreat. (laughs) I wonder how he styled it out, like, ah, 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 and slowly backed out of the room. I'm imagining... he he didn't style it out, and it was like when Dracula's about to get the woman, but she has a cross, and he only just sees it at the last minute and goes, ah! <laughs> lurches backwards with his arms raised, hissing. Swings his cape around his face. Ah! Yeah! Um, so he had to quickly retreat. What followed was something similar to someone hitting the rewind button during the opening scenes of a very soft porn. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. They're about to get off, and they just... <laughs> 
Once out of the room, I made haste to one of the two adjacent bathrooms. Lovely. It sounds like Since this uh, will be relevant later. Sounds like our friend here is marrying into a bit of money. Two mm. bathrooms money. That's right. Double poop money. Um, I promptly became reacquainted with my dinner as I vomited into the toilet. Oof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Fortunately, I was able to quietly brush my teeth. <coughs> Excuse me. And returned to the bedroom with her none the wiser. Um, after a lovely game of grown-up Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard foreplay described as grown-up Scrabble before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple word score. That must mean something in that context. <laughs> After a lovely game of grown up Scrabble, we both retreated to the bathrooms to get ready for bed. Her in one bathroom, <laughs> me in the other. So they're each in the bathrooms next door to each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, it turned out there was to be an encore for the stomach circus, so I ran no. over to the toilet and sat down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Chinese phrase, sang o xia tu. Yeah. Knowing she was within earshot, I tried to commence proceedings quietly so as not to ruin the romance of the evening. Hey, hey, hey. You guys have to leave. <laughs> Quiet. Hey, just get out. Just sneak out. Just sneak. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> like shit leaving a... Leaving an illegal rave at three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smuggling, smuggling shit out of uh, out of the back of a house while the police are knocking on the front door. <laughs> go, 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 go! They're holding their shoes for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says he tried to start it quietly. Unfortunately, the noise I produced was akin to a flail- a flailing wookie in a paddling pool, <laughs> screaming <laughs> down a kazoo. <laughs> once the deluge had subsided i let out a sad sigh thinking i'd surely blown it and should get ready to pack my bags and leave however it was then i heard chuckling coming from the other bathroom oh that's sweet this chuckling was abruptly interrupted by my date's very own interpretation of mozart's horn concerto for arse and toilet bowl whoa a duet (laughs) <laughs> she too had felt the effects of the vegan supper and was jovially shitting next door to me. This is their version of I've had the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I never fired <laughs> this way before. <laughs> yes, I swear it's the poo. <laughs> <laughs> And I owe it all to poo. (laughs) (laughs) Islands in the stream. That is what we are. (laughs) Islands in the stream is exactly what they were producing. (laughs) (laughs) So she she starts shitting away. He begins to laugh and she began to laugh even more. Oh, it's a match made in heaven. Once reunited in the bedroom, having accidentally jumped a few stages in the relationship, we no longer cared about the <laughs> overhearing of each other's trumpeting. We decided to become proper boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, gosh. I mean, in many ways, that that was more important than the adult Scrabble in mm. the progression of the relationship. Isn't that funny? That's right. 
Um, and so I sort of have Pooh to thank for a wonderful relationship that, though no longer together, was full of very fond memories that didn't involve Pooh. And best of all, the stomach circus never returned. Aw, that's nice. That's nice. It's nice to be she, able to look She back healed his stomach yeah. circus. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's very good. Well, that is a nice and very mature end to a, a nice relationship. Yes, yes. Um, and it's very all- lovely. And they owe it all to Pooh. <laughs> um, nicely for episode 100, we have an update from uh, Tim, who had the colostomy bag. Oh, gosh. This is a while back. Yeah. So I mean, re- this email is also from a while back, to be fair, Tim, but thank you for sending it. Um, now, to remind me, once Tim was on a colostomy bag, was it... He'd recently got one attached, hadn't he, when, when he last wrote I Ringo. think so, yes. I think so. And he was telling us about um about what it what it was uh what it was yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um and so Tim says, Dear Pipi and Poopoo. Great. But spelled P I P uh I and P U P U Pipi and Poopoo. I mean, we are the colostomy bag of podcasts. We are all we are where all the the poo and pee comes. <laughs> yes. Yes, so he says, my poo bag, colostomy bag, has been removed Ah, excellent, excellent And he owes it all to poo (laughs) I thought I'd share a couple of stories from the world of alternative pooping that happened while I had it This is great, this is is perfect for episode 100 Um, A poo bag is no bad thing Hmm Having it meant that I was nearly always in full control over when and where I deployed my poop. Right. Right. As opposed to a more traditional anus. Yeah. That's something that a lot of American senators talk about, isn't it? The fight for the traditional anus. Yes. Yeah, the the Democrats are launching an assault on the traditional anus. That's what Ted Cruz says, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to a more traditional anus, where following dodgy food, one might occasionally be compelled to rush to a toilet in some haste. Ah. The so he would not loud... have had... No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would not have had Marcus's issue at all. No, no waste haste. Mmm. Uh, he says, The occasional loud farts emitted from my bag without notice injected joy into any situation. Wow. Like a little huh. bagpipe. Oh, yeah. On how loud it um, is. On how loud the stoma farts. Yeah. And for a period of six months, I sported the cleanest bumhole in all of Christendom. <laughs> of course, that's not something you can th- you think about. Well, that's it. it. That's what I, I think we mentioned it on the lining. last one. We had, some, we had some anus questions. Of course, of course. Does and, and like I I always I always wondered about what it was like to reactivate your anus. Was it like when they try and bring back Rambo for another mission? Yeah, or it's like someone who's just come, like someone who's fresh out of rehab. Like, <laughs> very clean, the hair's really tidy, skin looks great. Jumper. Yeah, yeah, jumper, big thick jumper. I like, uh, your your anus is chopping wood in the, in a, in the wilderness, and a helicopter lands, you see. <laughs> you're, a, you're a hard anus to find. I don't do that shit anymore, literally. We need you to come back. I know we didn't treat you 
the best way when you were around, but uh, <laughs> we've got a we've got a curry night on Friday, and there's only one anus we know that can handle it. <laughs> I don't do that shit anymore. Please, your sphincter needs to leave. You. I was overstretched. <laughs> So, so Tim enlightens us. He says, what they don't tell you is that despite the fact your old-fashioned anus is no longer connected to your gut, you still occasionally do have to go to the toilet. Wait, wait. Okay, right. Why? So it's to pass a mucus normally <gasps> added to your poo to help it along. <gasps> oh! And that's all that comes out of the old... So he's basically got another nose down there. It's a little bit of bum snot. He's blowing his downstairs nose. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This this pucus, he says. <laughs> very very good. good, very good. This pucus continues of uh, its course, unaware that it's no longer re- uh, required. I produced one of these on a commode in hospital, and imagine my surprise when I looked down to see that I'd passed what appeared to be a bird shit. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, from uh, one time, I after imagine I'd had my, it must feel quite nice. I don't know if you, if maybe it feels like a bit of a challenging one. Well, if it's just a lovely slippery bit of uh, mucus, I think that'll feel quite nice. I don't know because you you don't have all the air you can get out of your nose. Yeah, but I think it's the smoothness of the transition. I'm imagining that would be quite. But nice. it's not solid, right? Exactly, exactly. But it's like a little gloopy, like a silky smooth. No, oh, I'm. I, I think this. That's. It's even more difficult. Okay. Okay. We'll have to beg to beg to. Dip. We'll agree to disagree on this. Because it's all based on pushing out solids, right? So if it's like goop, it's like uh, oh yeah, it's half out. Good luck getting the rest out. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, like imagine trying to blow your nose without being able to push any air through it. Right, 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 right. But mm, yes, yes, yes. I'm not sure what the uh, what the mechanics are here. Yeah, we're not anus mechanics. No, we no. never claim to be. No, no, no. Um, he says, once after I'd had my bag for a couple of months, I decided I was well enough to start exercising again. Oh, great. Um, once you uh, had the bag off. I got my bicycle out and I started... Huh? One, this is two months after he'd had his bag off. No, no, no. It says after I'd had my bag for a couple of months. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, yeah. He's telling us stories from the time of the bag. Yes, sorry, sorry. I'm up to speed now. Um, I decided I was well enough to start exercising again. I got my bicycle out and started a ride of a few miles around the local countryside. After halfway round, I reached down to give my bag a quick feel, and to my horror, discovered it was completely full and obviously on the point of bursting. Ooh! Oh. Oh, the cycling had filled the poo bag. I wasn't about to find out what happens if you do nothing in this situation. I had to release the pressure, and quickly. Gosh. Yeah. There was a field gate coming up, so I dismounted and walked behind the hedge. After checking the coast was clear, I ripped open the Velcro holding the end together, and poo burst forth in a torrent. <gasps> wow! So you, you can go for a shit in a field the way that people from the Great Escape used to dump t- tunnel dirt. <laughs> Just discreetly opening a little bag. Just shaking it down his trouser leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he says he opens the bag, it all bursts out, going mostly on the grass, but a little bit onto my leg and shoe. Oh, no. <laughs> mm. 
I pedalled home surrounded by a fecal cloud of shame. <laughs> to be fair, the pamphlet included exercise and a list of things that stimulate your gut to start moving things along, along with eating, thinking about food, and even orgasm. Really? Thinking about food? Well, I'm, orgasm, I'm kind of surprised by. Well, I'm less surprised by orgasm because that's such a sort of, you know, such a tensing of, of the muscles. You I guess, I've just never... And this is a very Bud Pod sentence I'm about to say, Phil. I've never come to myself poo. (laughs) 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 That is a very Bud Pod sentence. I imagine it's more of the thing for ladies, right? I think they have more of an abdominal muscle tension reaction. Mm. Um, Maybe, maybe. Because if yeah, I, I'm only I'm also kind of basing that on my instinct based on the fact that ladies uh, poop themselves when they give birth as well. That's true. Poor ladies. That's right. Good for the if baby. If you're a though. good husband, you're supposed to stand there and poop yourself in sympathy. I think. That's right. That's right. Along with her, you have to say push, um, push to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just that's, no, 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 darling, not you. <laughs> um. So he says, anyway, fast forward a few months, and on the 31st of January, I awoke from my general anesthetic and reached down to confirm that my poo bag had gone. (gasps) And his anus had been reattached. Yes. It wasn't all plain sailing, uh, though. At first, I no longer produced separate farts and poo. Instead, a substance I called fart poo kept arriving with almost no notice and great frequency. Okay. Is this not the stoma now at his bum hole? No, this is back to the back to bum. Oh, great. I go back to bum. <laughs> we only he, said... He's back to business. He's back to business. Yeah. Come great. on, boys. We're reopening the mine. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Um... After a week of white-knuckled rides on the toilet, haunted by the spectre of prolapse. Oof, fucking hell. No thanks. Yeah. The spectre of prolapse is haunting all of Europe. (laughs) That's Winston Churchill, I think. Uh. Um, Thankfully, my bum-bum regained the ability to sort the wheat from the chaff, as it were, and more reasonable movements followed. Keep on pooping, Tim. How interesting that the, the... That the anus has to sort of relearn its skills. It got rusty. Yeah, 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 yeah. It needed a sort of um, a rom-com style nurse to kind of teach it to, to, to love again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fascinating. Um, well, thank you so much. It's so, it's a great, great to hear you recovered there. And it's so fascinating to hear about the life of alternative pooping. Yeah, it's such a so many so many questions impossible to ask answered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even like if a, there was someone quite bold telling you about all this in real life, you wouldn't go. Was it like a bird? Was it hard to poop it? Could you poop it? <laughs> I feel like a relative expert now. Yeah, I, I feel like I'll be at a dinner party and I'll say, <laughs> I'll, I'll, someone will start asking these questions and I'll raise my hand and I'll go. <laughs> Let me just uh, help you out there, my friend, and I'll distribute this wisdom. Um, 
We well, get an email. Sorry? From. Huh? Huh? I think we've fallen out of sync. Oh, I thought you said. Um, I thought you, I thought you said uh, something. Anyway, anyway, we get an email from Eleanor, who I think is the Eleanor we know from America. Oh yes, 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 yes. Um. So, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's relating to something that we discussed in summertime, and uh, it says re the idea of permanent records per correspondence episode. Yes, the American permanent. The permanent record. This is gonna be on my permanent record. This is on you. You watch out, Mister. It's going on your permanent record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Eleanor says hello, British Petroleum, which is good. Nice. I like that. As an American listener, I want to confirm that the permanent record is a one hundred percent real thing. What? Mm. I thought it was a total lie. I read a Michael yeah. Moore book that said it was a lie. Uh, the summer after I finished high school, I worked at my school's office affixing stickers with final grades and uh, AP test scores to all the permanent records of the graduating class and then filing them away into storage. Mm. Mm. In Fun. storage, there were records stretching back to the 1950s still on file. You're joking. Yeah, with notes on absences, detentions, etc., I have no idea what purpose these records actually serve, if any. But if you're some type of weird perv who needs to look up who was truant in 1973, you absolutely can. <laughs> right. Gosh, it is permanent. But it's just a school that has it. Seemingly, yeah. So it has no value beyond once you leave school. It doesn't mean anything anymore. But they just have it forever. And but I think you can ask about it. Like, or, like it, it, it always oh. seemed to come up in like American movies about political things back when it mattered what kind of person you were in an election. Right, right, right. That or is like in detective kind stories. Of perverse. It's weird. It's very perverse for such a freedom-obsessed country. Yeah. Blech. This would make nothing but sense if we were talking about Germany. Yeah. It's like, here, this is a land where you can be whatever you want to be. Also, we can know exactly what days you were late at school forever. Yeah. Who anyone can. They just have to ask. I also got to shred the documents in everyone's files which weren't part of the permanent record, she says, which meant I surreptitiously read every single disciplinary note or weird letter from a parent ever associated with one of my classmates. I'm still amazed they trusted me with all that information. Hi, Pierre. Hi, Phil. Hope you're doing well. Stay hydrated. Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Thanks again in touch. Hope you're also drinking water. That's nuts, isn't it? Or as you call it over there, water. Water. That is... That's insane, isn't it? So bizarre. Yeah. It's like having a, a UCAS form for life. Yeah, God. Just forever and ever and ever. There's no... I, 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 I can't even imagine how different it would make your brain. Mm, mm, mm. Um, oh, and uh, 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 an email from. Uh, I mean, they've signed it with their full name, so Gregory Monk. <laughs> it's a hell of a name. <laughs> Lovely to get a letter from Gregory Monk. Yeah. It is a great name. Really good name. He says, uh, a Maybe that's why he wrote it down. It's like, these guys got to see this. Yeah. He says, a mess- the subject line is, this is quite funny, the subject line is, a message from the past about poo, and then it starts with, hello, this is Gregory Monk. 
<laughs> it's so that's like a, a World War Two journalist. <laughs> that is so funny. Hello, this is Gregory Monk. This is Gregory Monk. What does Gregory Monk go on to say? That's oh, so funny. It's like something um, like you'd hear a clip from World War Two about how they how they how they warned the French resistance that D Day was happening. Mm. Hello, this is Gregory Monk. The swallows have returned from summer. So, he says, Hello, this is Gregory Monk, currently listening at episode 13, working my way chronologically through the episodes. And if you do reference this in any way, it'll take me a while to actually hear it. Hello, yes. hello from the past. Yes. Um, so, Gregory says, Anyway, presuming you're still referencing your friend who actively refuses to push while defecating. Slow poo. Slow poo. Slow poo. Yeah. Episode 100, slow poo, remember that. Uh, I thought it could be worth naming his lifestyle choice. Naming his lifestyle choice of not... Mm. Okay, 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 yes, of not pushing, of deliberately not pushing a poo out. Yes, so he says there's growing interest in the practice of fruitarians. Ah, yes, of course. That's a, so that's when you have, to, you have to wait for... You can't even harvest vegetables and fruits. You have to wait until they naturally fall off before you can eat them. So they drop, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and he says, I think it would be fair to refer to this man as a putarian. Very good. Well, well he, he, Gregory Monk has opened the question and he's answered it, and we're very appreciative of that. You can always count yes. on Gregory Monk to do that. That's right. Another solution delivered by Gregory <laughs> Monk. This also works, as given the amount of time it must take for him to finish his business, it would make sense for him to try and only arrive at the toilet at a point at which it was low-hanging fruit. Yes, 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 as it were, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should wear sort of um, harem pants or something. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the future, Gregory Monk. Another mystery solved by Gregory Monk. <laughs> What a great name. I think he's emailed in before. Okay. But maybe that's just the power of the name Gregory Monk. Ah, maybe, maybe. Mm. Um, and we have a, 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 a marvelous side quest sent in from, uh, from Nick. Nick. Uh, quick. It's Nick. Here's, here's Nick. Let's listen to Nick. Yeah. So it's about a side quest. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, "Greetings, fit and pit." Okay. So it's this, it's 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 pronounced. It looks like it says, "Greetings, fine and pie." Oh, of course. I mean? Start that's of good. Names. Yes, fine and pie. Yeah, that's good. Greetings, fine and pie. Uh, love the podcast. A lifesaver during lockdown and praise redacted. That's nice. Thank you. Nick here. Recent claim to fame: outbid in the charity auction for Pierre's painting of fellow comic Mark Watson. Ah. So this was a while ago. Um, anyway, he says, I bring news of a side quest recently encountered by a friend of mine. Let's call her Sarah because that is her name. Very good. Very, um, straightforward approach. Yes. One morning, Sarah was walking her dog past a block of flats when she heard noises emanating from a third floor window. Mmm. She stopped and listened to what she described as a man in some sort of violent pain. Very side quest. This is a classic side quest. 
an open window, the third floor, so you can't see in. And ah, ah, <laughs> terrible suffering. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Being the conscientious person she is, and one who works within the social sector. Mm-hmm. So that's key. She feels the responsibility. Yeah, good on Sarah. She immediately phoned the emergency services, relayed her whereabouts and what she'd heard, and then went home to get ready for work. Hmm. Side quest complete, right? Wrong! Oh. Wrong. She received a phone call later that morning from those who had attended the scene. Ah. A little update. They rather abruptly informed her that this had not been an emergency at all Uh because the man had been found masturbating. No! Ah! (laughs) This behavior was well known to everyone in the surrounding flats, and she was wasting everyone's time by calling it in. (laughs) That is very good. That is excellent. That's like a Grand Theft Auto side quest that just ends up being a dirty joke. (laughs) At which point she said, okay, thank you, and put the phone down. It was her unwitting use of this particular phrase that I felt confirmed her story needed to be shared with the BudPod community. Keep on jacking it, although maybe shut the window next time. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. So, so funny. That is really funny. Oh, my God, that man needs help. Ah! Ah! But imagine imagine (laughs) jacking it like that. Ah! 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 But also, like, this... This guy so, so regularly just lies on his bed with the window fully open. He's just going, ooh, ooh, <laughs> while he's just wanking away to the point where everyone knows what it is and who's doing it and why. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a piece of psychic warfare to inflict on everyone you know. Yeah, because it's, like, it's not illegal. They can't make him no. stop. And he probably wants to have to chat to a policeman about his wank. That's probably part of it. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We got to reports of a disturbance here. Oh yeah. What kind of disturbance? Ah! 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 Ooh! Well, like, vigorous enough noises that someone, a stranger who wasn't used to the uh, the uh, the concert. Felt moved enough to call the emergency services. Also, someone, who works in the so- someone who works in the social services and I presume knows yes. what noise people make when they're genuinely in distress. Yes, she, she heard this man wanking and thought, that if, is agony if I've ever heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a situation um, 106. I know that from yes, my work. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, that's a code four. <laughs> Well, I think it's funny. I think that's a great. Well, I mean, that's an ideal one to end episode 100 on. One of literally jacking it. What a story about yeah. someone who who kept on jacking it to the a detriment of his community. Someone, <laughs> yeah, a, a story about someone who became a notable community figure through jacking it. <laughs> In many ways, this podcast has also. Yes. Yes, because BudPod not just kept jacking it, but kept jacking it loudly enough for everyone to hear. And the police have been called on us many times. (laughs) And we're an object of concern for people who work in social services. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone, we did it. We did a hundred. A hundred little audio plops. They said it couldn't be done. They said it shouldn't be done. Well, we've disproved them in one of those. And they said it couldn't be bum. 
<laughs> it pudent pee bum. <laughs> they said it pudent pee bum. <laughs> it's a very specific kind of Tourette. So you can imagine it, it, it being in a, a documentary. Like ever since they hit their head, they talk like this. Yeah, very Channel Five. The boy who yeah, said yeah, yeah. it pudent pee bum. On channel, the five. man with a toilet for a brain. <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for sticking with us for a hundred whole episodes. Can't imagine That's what right. it has done to you. Um, God bless you. God bless you, everyone. And here's to a hundred more. And here's to a hundred more. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy your week and uh, stay safe. Goodbye. Bye bye. Keep jacking it, baby. 